we're back as we begin the Oscars countdown, starting with Sound of Metal. Welcome to the best movie of the year so far. Thanks for taking time to be part of the show today. I am John Ellis on Twitter at Ellis on Movies. So glad to have you back to the show that helps you determine the best movie of the year so far. 2020 was certainly a different kind of year, but there were good movies to be found. As a reminder, you can find today's episode and all previous episodes on ellisonmovies.com. Of course, you can also subscribe on any of your favorite podcasting apps. We are in 2021, but the Academy Award nominations for 2020 movies are around the corner. Until then, we're going to continue to celebrate and discuss those candidates, those movies that are sure to come up and get a mention on Oscar night. Over the next few weeks and even months, we'll discuss the best of 2020 movies. Joining me over these episodes will be several of my friends. People just love movies. People love talking about movies. Today, I'm with my friend Kate. Kate Stewart is a cinephile, clinical psychotherapist whose research interests include film studies, dream theory, and the role of pop culture, imagery, and narrative in the development of the self. Join us as we deep dive into Sound of Metal. Ruben is a drummer for a metal duo band, along with his girlfriend Lou. The two of them live in the simple RV life and travel from gig to gig. Ruben is starting to learn that he's having hearing difficulty. A doctor quickly confirms his worst fears that he's losing his hearing rapidly. Lou learns of Ruben's problems. Despite him just wanting to continue playing, she forces him to go to a home that will help him adapt to his new reality, where we also learn that he's a recovering drug addict. Led by Vietnam vet Joe, Ruben must learn sign language and adjust to living in the deaf world. From here, Ruben attends meetings, adapts, settles into his new life. And that's the essence of Sound of Metal. But I'm sure that description really doesn't do it justice. Kate, welcome to the show. What did you think of Sound of Metal? Oh, I think the description you gave is is so narrow compared to what we actually got to see. So it's... Yeah, um, I didn't know a lot about it going into it, and except for basically what you just said and uh, found it to be much richer and deeper than I anticipated. I would like to start with the name of the movie, Sound of Metal, because I would actually argue that the music they were playing was not metal music. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of thought that too, but I, I'm not a metal expert or a metal head, so I wasn't and, sure. And neither am I, so, cause I grew up in the punk scene, which, you know, has some intersections with metal. I'm not a big metal fan, but I was starting to think about the title, Sound of Metal, and sure, I guess you could kinda, you know, put that genre of music, maybe it qualifies for some sliver of metal. It definitely felt like it had a more punk vibe. He was wearing punk band t-shirts and hoodies throughout the movie, so that kinda stood out to me. But, um, in the music definitely had a punk aesthetic, uh, not necessarily, um, a metal aesthetic to me. Um, so I was looking into the double meaning of the title when I thought of the sound of metal, thinking of the implant and how when he 
regained some, I don't even want to call it hearing because it's a different experience than actually when you hear through your ears, had a kind of metal quality to it. Like it had this sharp edge and um, it was kind of blinding and distorted in what we were hearing when what he was hearing when it gets to that point in the movie. But that being said, did you, I mean, did you enjoy the movie? I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was great. And I, a friend of mine had recommended it and she is uh, in recovery, has been in recovery for some years now. And uh, she shared with me how deeply it resonated with her on um, that level and beyond. And so I was, anticipating an emotional experience going into it, even though I personally have never been in recovery. Um, but there were moments of the movie where I had some pretty intense emotional reactions that surprised me. And so I was like, whoa, where did where did that come from? Because the parts where I would have thought that I would have had an emotional response didn't necessarily do it, but there were a couple moments that really like tapped something deep inside. So my take, Sound of Metal is one of the best films of 2020. It starts with solid performances all around, but especially the lead, Riz Ahmed, who not only stars in this film, but every viewpoint, especially the sound, is often from his point of view. I cannot recall a movie that has captured sound from this point of view before. Sound of Metal has such a such a well-directed and really a technical marvel. It's a very specific story about a very specific incident. But like many of the great movies out there, it's those specifics that make it general. It's a story of sort of accepting the things we can't control and learning to adapt. The themes that I wrote down following my viewing of it is issues of identity, certainly issues around grief. Um, what really stood out to me there was um, sort of the identified and sometimes argued about five stages of grief. Um, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And I think we see those kind of rolling through different parts of the movie. Um, and like in real life, when we go through stages of grief, it's not a linear process. So you even kind of see that in the movie where it kind of jumps around. And of course, the themes of addiction and recovery. And I'd also like to throw in around that ideas of compulsions, because the scene where... Joe calls him out after he's gone and had this procedure done. He says, what I see in front of me is someone who's acting like an addict. And it's, it's still there. It's still present, even though it's not around actual substance use. And so I thought there were all these sort of underlying intersecting themes that I thought were all represented really beautifully. So a little bit about this film. It was written mm -hmm. and directed by Darius Martyr. And if you don't know that name, it's okay because you really shouldn't. This is his first wow. directed feature film. First. <laughs> he he does some remarkable things in this movie, but the most impressive may be the use of sound. Mm -hmm. You know, ironically, a, a movie about a loss of hearing does amazing yes. sound work. Kate, did the sound treatment of this movie strike you as well? Oh, yeah. I, I even wrote down here in my notes, the sound design was amazing. I mean, it puts you in this subjective place of... Um, Ruben often like you know you're you in the way that they connect that with where the position of the camera is so it's like you see like the group and then maybe and then you hear everything that's occurring in the room and then 
you the camera will be maybe over his shoulder a little bit closer to him and you kind of see part of his face and then you get his subjective experience of the sound i thought was so well done and then the other thing that um stood out to me was the use of really subtle sound like um there's a scene where they it's just um wind blowing through the leaves and the tree and there's that that really quiet beautiful sound of that rustling or there's another scene where he's coming into the RV and you can hear crickets so you hear the sort of nighttime outdoor noises that we all hear all the time but take it take um for granted and those are some of the most beautiful sounds in the world to me and so it's and then the through the movie it it reminds you what he's lost and what we take for granted and could lose if we were ever to lose our hearing. So with the Academy Awards right around the corner, it feels like the easiest win out of all the possible nominations, maybe some acting nominations, is Best Sound. Again, the ironic thing being this is a movie about silence. But some of my favorite scenes from this film are the ins and outs of the sounds. I mean, literally the in sound coming in and out. It's almost an additional character in this movie. And, and hearing what Ruben hears or, or sometimes what he doesn't hear stands out to me. You know, especially in the third act when this uh, sound of, well, the sound of metal comes in. He makes a decision that changes his direction and the sound design there is just, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's being born anew because it's not it's not returning to the old it's discovering how to live in the world anew and i i really appreciated how they presented that with either you know he's living in the world anew with this hearing or he's living in the world anew with total hearing loss you know and he takes that step to to get the surgery he has to completely lose all the hearing that he has left so you know that was really striking to me and so it was this really big choice that he had to make that, you know, when he was so desperate to get back to where he was and pick back up right where he left off. And yet that's just not going to happen. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning that um, within the deaf community, there is a fierce debate that is ongoing around the place of implants. Um, there's a really great book by Andrew Solomon called Far From the Tree, which talks about um, families who have a child that is radically different than them in, in some way, shape, or form. And there's a whole chapter about the deaf community, um, whether deaf children should be adopted by deaf parents and can hearing parents properly raise deaf children. But it, it expands it out there to this conversation around the place of implants because the deaf community for so long has developed this language and this way of communication that has a rich history, has a rich community, and is really threatened by this seeing deafness as a disability, which Joe mentions. He says, we're not, this isn't a disability, this is who we are, and we have this community. But at the same time, it's a very isolated community, and it's sort of cut off from the rest of the world, which the, you know, people in positions for advocating for implants say that's that's fine and great but it's isolated we want to exist in the bigger world so you know there is there i mean it's an intense debate which i'm only have no very limited you know information i have very limited information on it but um it is really interesting so i was holding that in mind as i was watching this too being aware of that and i have some extended family that works in 
a clinic in California that does implants and teaches deaf children. They are never taught to sign. That, that is that is considered a no-go because it doesn't integrate children into the wider world. And there are members of the deaf community that are really against that. And the word that comes to mind here, which which I mentioned, is isolation. That is strung throughout as he is so isolated in so many ways. I think even from the beginning, um, probably essentially isolated from himself. And then he loses his hearing. And the, the scene that really got me was when he attends his first recovery meeting and they're all signing their name and he doesn't know anything what's going on and you just get this sense of being totally disconnected from a group and how scary that would be and i had a a, a big reaction to that so, yes i agree it's intense so let's talk about the cast i mentioned it stars riz ahmed as ruben he's in every scene the movie is from his point of view so i fully expect him to get an oscar nomination i don't think he'll win because it's Chadwick Boseman's year, but we could talk about that on another episode. But still, very good. Uh, it also features Olivia Cook as his girlfriend, Lou. Others may know her from Ready Player One, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and one of my favorites, Thoroughbreds. Also in Sound of Metal is Paul Racy as Joe, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a supporting nomination as well. Kate, any performances stand out to you? Yeah, all of the above. Um, and I was trying to place Riz Ahmed because I'm like, why does he look so familiar to me? And then, so I looked it up and he was in Rogue One. So Rogue One, yes. Uh, which of course I've seen many, many times. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies, but. Um, right. And like anybody else in that movie, it doesn't end well for him. No. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, it just, the way he conf- conveys the sort of inner turmoil that he's going through without words, because are there even words to be expressed with what he's going through? This is an effective, intense experience. And I think he, um, he really communicates that well in, on every level. Like you feel there with him. There are moments where I had to remind myself that these were people acting, that this wasn't just something I was watching in you know, sort of quote real time, like documentary style. Like it was, it was really effective and really well done. Yeah. And I should mention, I forgot about this. He did just get nominated for a golden globe for this, for this movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Any other final thoughts from you on sound of metal? One thing I wrote down was dealing with the relationships that he had both in the recovery house and also in the school. And as, you know, a psychotherapist and certainly someone who is always swimming in developmental theory, I was really thinking about how through this experience that he had he's pushed into a state of regression where he is like a child having to navigate the world anew which brought to mind where is his family right you you don't know anything about his backstory you get a little bit of hers but you don't get any of his and which leads me to just assume that he has no one to return home to he does not have a family or network of support um, 
that he can lean on. And so he is thrown into this situation where he has to learn how to communicate on the most fundamental level, starting with the alphabet, right? They're teaching him to do the alphabet and they're having like a time to racing each other to see who can get through the alphabet most quickly. And then he's, you know, working or he's learning at a school with children and there he, you start to see these elements of joy come out when he's, I, I love that scene with him and the little boy in the slide where he's kind of drumming and then the boy is just listening and kind of sometimes repeating and you can feel that, that communication and that connection between them. To me, that was really significant and, um, again, goes back to that theme of isolation, of having to learn the world completely anew. And the, again, while living in that tension of wanting to go back to what was before, it, it, there's a lot of complexity there. Another thing that struck me with this movie is there were several incidents where I thought I knew where the story was going and it turned in a different direction or better yet, didn't turn at all. I mean, for example, one that comes to mind, Ruben was working in this mm-hmm. elementary school helping this teacher and there was a brief thought that maybe there was a relationship yeah. sort of budding here that they are starting up. But no, it never went there. And she was just a teacher and he is just there to help and, and that's it. It didn't take those obvious turns and it really kept the story simple. And Yeah, I appreciate that too. Because yeah, it would have been really easy to do that. <laughs> and it would have been really unnecessary. And just would have distracted from the central premise of, of the story. So... My final thoughts on Sound of Metal. It's definitely one of the better films you can watch right now. It's Oscar-worthy, especially in two categories. A strong performance by Riz Ahmed and an amazing sound mixing. Really like nothing I've heard before. It's a movie about sounds, sounds of metal, whether it's in the music or the mixing that Ruben has in his head. But in between those sounds, it's the nothingness and silence that Ruben is learning to deal with. As specific of a story as this is, it's also a general story for all of us. It connects to a broader story of silence, learning to adapt. It's profoundly loud and quiet at the same time. Sound of Metal is one of the best films of 2020. Kate, thank you so much for being a part of the episode today and joining me. Listeners, thank you as always for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know of these new movie episodes. Join the discussion online. Let's talk about more movies. Visit us on ellisonmovies.com. And of course, always on Twitter at ellisonmovies. Leave me a comment in your favorite channel. I'd love to hear from you. But until then, wear a mask when you're out and watch a movie when you're home.